Are you an investigative professional? Did you know you can find the best private investigator resources using investigatorstoolbox.com? This resource community was built exclusively for licensed investigators and investigative professionals. You can network directly with members, educate yourself through free webinars and blogs, and even create your own customizable research library. Membership starts for as little as 49 cents a day. Download the Investigators Toolbox app or visit our webpage at www.investigators-toolbox.com. Is a good case management system keeping you from taking your business to the next level? Crosstrax is the premier case management system for the investigative community. They're the only SOC 2 certified case management software available. Visit Crosstracks.com, tell them you're a listener, and save even more. Get a plan in place for the new year to grow your business to the next level. NCISS is inviting all investigative professionals to join an open town hall meeting on Tuesday, February 15th at 2 p.m. Eastern. It's not too late to sign up. There are some major data privacy concerns on the horizon that you should know about. This could affect our ability to do investigative work. The meeting is free to attend, so visit NCISS.com to register or check the show notes for a direct link. Are you in the New York metro area and are looking for work? Satellite Investigations is currently looking for a full-time field investigator. Visit Matt's profile on LinkedIn for more details and the links in the show notes. Good luck. She loves me, she loves me not. She loves me, she loves me. Today is our Valentine's Day episode of PI Perspectives. Love's in the air and so are scams. Javier Leva, the host of Pretend Podcast, joins us today. Javier's program explores people's need to pretend that there's someone they're not. He's had some great episodes and his show is worth a listen, so check it out. Today we focus on con artists and romance scams. Get ready for a fun look into some crazy cases. Please welcome Javier Leva and your host, Playing Cupid, Private Investigator Matt Spare. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. This is Matt Spare, your host. This is the Valentine's Day edition of PI Perspectives. It's actually on a Monday, which is when our our episode airs anyways. Uh, so I was trying to think what I wanted to do. Usually we do some sort of, you know, let's talk about a scam. Last year we had Emmanuel Welsh on, which was awesome. Today uh, we have a great guest. I'm very, very, very excited to welcome Javier Leva to the program. Javier, how are you? Hey, Matt, thanks for having me. This is awesome. What a great topic because this is the time of year, you know, where romance scams start flaring up. I mean, they happen throughout the whole year, but this is the time when we should talk about them. Yeah, yeah, definitely gain some traction uh, this this time of year. So um, you have a great podcast. Uh, it's called Pretend. Actually, you have two podcasts, but I, I was introduced to you through Pretend, um, uh, through Michael Bazell. I guess you guys did a, a joint project together. So tell me a little bit about your background um, and the shows that uh, that you're doing right now. Yeah, so I started my career in journalism doing documentaries for a local PBS station in Tampa. And that was that was still probably the best job I've ever had because it's it's just heartwarming stories and and it was great. But eventually I, you know, PBS 
doesn't pay very well. So I had to move into news. And so I started doing broadcast news and I was a photojournalist and it was great because that was a great job because every day you had to deliver something by five o'clock, you know, you had to deliver a story and it was over. And the next day you did it again. And I got into a lot of trouble, chased a lot of bad guys. And that's where I kind of cut my investigative teeth. Right. Right. So the the PBS station was a storytelling teeth and now I'm learning how to investigate. I feel like, uh, you know, uh, when you're telling me this, I'm, I'm just thinking about like Spider-Man and Superman, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, that's like with I'm, the news I'm, guy, I'm like yelling, my superpower about it, <laughs> chewing on a cigar going, where's my story? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it was a lot like that. I mean, no, where is my stories? Yeah. Which is nuts. I mean, if we could take like a quick aside every day at let's say eight o'clock, eight 30 in the morning, you would go into this room with all the other reporters and the assignment desk people and the producers and we they would write story ideas on the wall you know on the whiteboard and we would chase whatever story we were assigned well by lunchtime we figure out that hey that's not even a story like grandma didn't get run over by a reindeer right. she, you know she she had a brush in with a right. <laughs> with a reindeer or something it's right. never what you think it is right so you have to start all over again right and find the story and then they make you get two other stories while you're doing that. And then you got to like edit it and turn it around by five o'clock. It was a miracle every single time. That's crazy. It was nuts. I mean, I I can like, I can appreciate it as being a creative, right? So you get to like, you know, do your creative stuff and tell your stories and all that. But I can also see the stress and, and disappointment you know, it, it's almost like being on Saturday Night Live and, and Lauren Michaels says, yeah, cut for time. Sorry, <laughs> like we're not going to run with it. <laughs> well, and sometimes, I mean, you know, I worked in a small market once and it was a Sunday and nothing happened in that town on Sunday. And we were literally, my reporter and I were literally driving around looking for a story. <laughs> <laughs> and we found Jesus walking down the street, some guy barefoot that looked like Jesus. And so we interviewed him. And huh? It was awesome. That's I mean, crazy. But yeah the news world is wild yeah that reminds me of uh, a couple of years ago there was a guy he was a homeless guy um and he they, they, they dubbed him the like the golden pipes guy right so this was a guy he had like, this incredible radio voice but he happened to be homeless right so they're interviewing about something else and they're like well what's your backstory and he goes into this whole thing about how he was in radio and that he you know he became addicted to drugs or alcohol or something and, and just it, like ruined his life and then you know, everybody heard about it. It was like a YouTube sensation. It was all over the news. He got another gig and he lasted, I don't know, another few months before he got back into the drinking yeah, and drugging. Awesome. And oh, uh, oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So he, he fell off again and uh, it was crazy. That was the last I heard about that. But uh, yeah, it yeah. was like the addiction cult. is terrible, man. Definitely. Um, definitely. Yeah. But no, to answer your question, you were asking me about like the podcast. So yeah, I have two podcasts. The first one that I started was pretend and it's where I interview con artists and their victims. It's really just about deception. Mm. People pretending to be someone else. That's the concept. And so right. every episode I try to explore that. And the other podcast is called Criminal Conduct, which I actually co-host. And my co-host is a former Secret Service agent and PI. He's a PI. So mm. he he's great. We're like yin and yang. He's very <laughs> analytical and I'm very out there and very he's a straight guy. Very, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, I'm the emotional person. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, pretend I'm I'm all in. You have a, a great recent episode uh with a former KGB agent 
that I, man, I couldn't turn it off. It was so, so good. I totally recommend everybody go check it out. It's really, that's good. a great, that's a good story. I was so yeah. excited for that one to come out because yeah. never in my wildest dreams did I ever think I was going to interview a KGB agent. You yeah. Know, yeah. And he was so like forthcoming, which was amazing. You know, like I think I caught him on a really good day. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So like yeah. talk, talking <laughs> about multiple families, multiple children, like, right. like just crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, it was very kind of heartbreaking, the whole story, you know, mm -hmm. how he was wrestling with these two identities, you know, yeah. becoming, he became an American. Yeah. You know, in yeah. every sense of the word. Yeah. And then if you go back and you, you listen to, there was another one about Santa, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Around Christmas, but that was pretty cool. Hey, that's the number one pretender, right? Yeah. People <laughs> and the elf on the shelf, you know. Exactly. Well, we don't, uh, in my household, we've never pretend about Santa. My kids knew very early on that, that yes, this people celebrate this who this person is but no he's not real you know? so yeah i have friends of mine that were angry with me for doing that but i'm like i just don't i think deceiving my kids if, if, yeah. if there's anybody listening to this that hasn't gotten married yet or hasn't had children yet you should probably have this discussion with your partner yes because you're gonna get caught in this big lie and, yeah. and then it's gonna spin out of control and you're gonna have to keep it up for years right. and it's very stressful right 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 yeah you de yeah. can definitely uh yeah. definitely cause some problems if you don't talk That's about right. it up front um and, and then and prenups right yeah. prenups right exactly uh, <laughs> and then there was another one um about uh, hypnotism which was really really cool yeah th those are the ones off the top of my head that i've I've consumed so far that I was just like wow this is great content. oh thanks man i appreciate yeah. it yeah that hypnotist one was uh one every now and then i like to do a personal episode something about me i turn the mic on myself and and those are the the stressful ones because when i finish it i don't know if it's good or not because right. it's about me you know right. and so when people listen to it and and it's well received that that makes me feel better because it's kind of putting yourself out there you know? i thought what was really interesting about that was the idea that when someone is under hypnosis um and they're suggestible that you really can't uh you can't use their testimony because you, you're almost you could you could be planting evidence yeah in someone's yeah, brain yeah. which is like if you think about it like kind of makes sense you know yeah. and uh, the state of texas memories are like clay you yeah can just shape them yeah know? so apparently i guess the state of texas like uses that a lot the uh the hypnosis testimony which i didn't yeah, know the that texas either. rangers yeah. love <laughs> doing hypnosis they actually have this room called the memory room where you know it's so funny because it, it could be implanting memories right. and people from anything from a lost cat to a homicide. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> or a college shirt, apparently, right? That was, uh, you know, a little spoiler alert. Go check it out. <laughs> yeah. So good stuff. So what, um, how did you get into this this idea of, of, of like pretend and answering questions? Like where did that passion come from that, that you have this quest to, uh, to answer questions? I don't know, man. You know, I've answered this question a lot of times because I think people want like some clear answer like i had some sort of mission right, or something epiphany, right? <laughs> but you know what it was it was a happy accident like uh, the fact that I, that i just did it because i was i wanted something to do that was creative at the time and originally the podcast was supposed to be about people pretending to be someone else like like actors and improv right. comedians and ghost writers and stuff like that. And, and i realized quickly that that was really boring right <laughs> that was not going to be an exciting show so i met my cousin my cousin is a con artist and everybody knew that in the family except nobody really asked him what what, what he did <laughs> and so i sat with him you know one night and he, 
you know, and he just told me everything and I recorded the whole thing and I go, wow, yeah. that's what the story is about. I don't even like crime, yeah. but I kind of just went along with it and, and it's cool. It's taken a life of its own. Yeah. What it really comes down to is just social engineering. Right. And, um, yeah, we're going to dive into the, that a little bit later on how, um, you know, somebody who's, who's, who is the con artist or somebody who is a predator like that can really read in on certain situations and really use it to their advantage and, um, you know, really mess with people's lives, which is crazy. Cause you know, this whole catfishing thing, um, you know, it's been around forever, but the implementation of the internet really has changed it as well. And it's caused it to morph into different things. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely out there. And I think the more we talk about it, the more people should become aware. I think the elderly are yeah. big targets just because they're not as connected and, and they don't know all these new things that are out there. And so they're just easily, a, they're just easy targets. It's a trusting generation too. You know, the way, the way th things were back then, you know, the fifties and sixties, you know, if somebody told you something, it was, you know, you didn't say, yeah, that's BS. <laughs> well, you didn't question them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, red is blue and blue is red. <laughs> I got you if you yeah. say so. I mean, right now, if, if you're an old lady on Facebook and with an open profile, I mean, you're like prime, <laughs> you're, you're just like chum out there in the water. All right, get into Bitcoin, you know, leave money to your grandchildren, yeah. <laughs> buy this Bitcoin, yeah. invest in this, do this. That's yep. all crazy stuff. Um, so I think we're going to jump out and take a break real quick. And uh, when we come back in, we're going to really dive into the topic. I want to uh, start talking about uh, some romance scams um, and uh, things to watch out for. So everybody sit tight and we'll be right back. I want to talk to everybody today about scopenow.com. Scopenow has been a big time sponsor of this program for quite some time. And I just love their service. I've been using them since the beginning. I'm one of their beta customers and it's been so awesome to see them grow into the business that they are today and just how they just keep reinventing themselves and pushing themselves to get more and more information. What it comes down to is, is Scope Now is a tool that you definitely need to use if you do social media investigations, any internet research, and really Spending less time digging around and, and uh, looking for information, I think is one of the best points of how ScopeNow can help you. Their AI platform, their analytics are amazing. You really get an idea of what you need. You're reducing the time, you're reducing the manpower that you, you're spending on doing this research because they're essentially doing it for you and uh, they're doing it correctly, which is most important. One of the new things that they're actually offering is this flagging system where you can flag behaviors and really highlight and um, look out for fraud. If you're doing a lot of fraud research, uh, this is a fantastic tool and you can set up alerts. So you have uh, particular people that you're looking at, you can actually set up alerts to get notifications when the criteria that you set up is actually um, is flagged and goes off. It's really, uh, really amazing. And their relationship and association analytics are uh, top notch, really uh, cutting edge and really, really cool. When they brought that out on version three, it was a game changer. I mean, really being able to see how people interact together and, and uh, you know, having that relationship, you know, analysis is really, really something that's cool. 
You know, one of the other things about being involved with Scope now is their ability to offer webinars. Their team is cutting edge on putting together and getting out really, really great content. If you're a member of Scope now, if you know who they are, you've seen them around on LinkedIn, you'll you'll know that they're constantly doing webinars on these new websites that are coming out and uh, they're really staying on top of it. And don't forget, uh, any reports that you generate, you can actually white label those reports and put your own logos on and, and really make them look professional, which you know could equate to more billing for you as well. So check them out today. It's uh, www.scopenow.com. They're a great, great company. They should be one of the tools in your toolbox, along with whatever kind of uh, search engines you do. Uh, You need to make sure that ScopeNow is a part of that suite. ScopeNow.com. Registration is open for the first annual Security and License Investigator Conference in Augusta, Georgia. Gain skill and knowledge from top-tier speakers. You'll learn from the industry's leading professionals in security and investigation on the following topics. Practical aspect of death investigation, perimeter and facility security, organized crime investigations for private investigators, negligent security investigations, crimes against disabled adults and the elderly, CADE, C-A-D-E, active shooter mitigation training, how to engage your federal law enforcement partners, investigating officer-involved shootings, and ethics for private investigators. Learn more by visiting cga-solutions.com. That's cga-solutions.com. See the link in the show notes. Check out the PI Institute of Education at piinstitute.com. Since 1989, Kelly Riddle has been teaching on subjects such as surveillance, nursing home investigations, insurance fraud, domestic investigations, hidden assets, and accident scene investigations. The PI Institute of Education is a featured learning partner in the investigatorstoolbox.com. So check out the free content on the site, then visit the Institute for more great savings on additional classes. And welcome back to PI Perspectives. This is Matt Sperry, your host. We're here at the Valentine's Day edition, and we've got Javier Leva here. Javier, welcome back to the program. Hey, good to be back. Yeah, so we are talking about scams and we're talking about uh romance scams and uh with your background with pretend uh, uh podcasting and uh, that, that episode and and all that i thought it'd be pretty cool to talk about uh some some experiences uh you have may have knowledge of uh of these incidents here um so let's let's jump into one right away tell me uh an incident uh, that you're aware of that you thought was pretty interesting well, you know what? Even when you approached me about this, I started thinking about it because we say romance scam as it's this one bucket of scams. But even mm-hmm. within that category, there's multiple categories within romance scams. And you mentioned one earlier before the break, which is catfishing. Right. That's one. But then there's bigamy, you know, like the bigamists right. that are out there. That's another one. And there's um, turning, uh, innocent people into money mules. Yeah. <laughs> like another one. I mean, there's like so many different ways. Um, there's, there's a type of romance scam where you never see the person that you are in contact with, but then there's the ones that I've, I've covered where you actually, the, the, the victim actually sees this person that builds a personal in-person relationship, with this person. Right. Um, there's, there's all different types of flavors of romance scams. The first one I did was as early as season one, it was called the, the episode I did called the bigamist where there was this woman who was 
dating this man and he was overseas and he, you know, had, they're actually very similar. I've done two stories where if you switched out the names, it's, it's the same scam, but essentially the way it works is there's a man that comes into this woman's life. He has a very important job for the government. Okay. So that, that immediately shuts her off from a lot of details. She can't know a lot about his life, but all she knows is that he has to go in and out of the country multiple times. And what in reality, what he's doing is that he has multiple wives, multiple girlfriends, and he's playing them all at the same time. Right. And these guys in both the examples, because I have one called the bigamist and the other one called, uh, gosh, I'm already forgetting the names in my episodes. It was, I think it was called duped mm-hmm. uh, with Abby Ellen. Um, both of them, those guys are still out there. And they're probably doing the same thing with right. a different name right. because somebody was asking me today. Um, actually today they texted me. They're like, Hey, is, is conning somebody a crime? And I said, actually, no conning. Somebody is not a crime, right? Can you arrest somebody and charge somebody with a crime because of their cons? Yes. But it takes a very savvy prosecutor to do that because in all, especially, especially with romance scams, the victim willingly participates. The victim willingly gives over their money. The victim willingly smuggles uh, or like launders money for them. You know what I mean? Like it, right. it's, it's really hard. And sometimes, and then some of the cases that I've covered, the victim is actually the one that gets charged with the crime. Right. Well, you know, you, you mentioned that and, and there was a, a huge um, art uh, theft in New York City uh, with a gallery that was selling uh, faked modernist paintings and they ended up catching this woman um, who was I guess she was she was the broker uh, brokering all the deals for um, um, for selling these these pieces and it turns out like her her boyfriend was the guy who was providing the fake art and she was actually selling it so it was like one of these deals where he like swept her off the mm-hmm. off uh, off her feet and had her now start doing like illegal activities, you know, and of course she claimed later on, like, I didn't know they were fake. I was just, you know, trying to do all this stuff. Uh, but it's a very, very interesting, um, um, you know, whole thing that went down and I'm like $80 million worth of art. Um, she moved and, and she did time. She ended up going to jail for it. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, let me tell you about one that I covered that is probably the most memorable one. The one that left my jaw wide open because I couldn't, I couldn't believe it, but um, the the case involves Arch Schleister, which was a famous college quarterback in Ohio State, and he basically, you know, after college, became a, a gambler and started getting into gambling problems, losing a lot of money, and he came across the widow of a Wendy's CEO, not Dave Thomas, mm-hmm. the one that we all know, but the guy that took over after Dave Thomas, right. well, he passed away, left a fortune for this lady. She knew Arch Leister, you know, through a friend of a friend of a friend, and they reconnected at a party and he immediately latched onto her now, she would never admit that that there was a romantic relationship involved, but there there was definitely an emotional connection. Whether it was romantic or not, she was emotionally attached to this guy. Right. And she would loan him money. He would gamble it. 
And it was a spiral thing where he could never keep up with the debt that he owed her. And it got so bad that this little innocent widow of this millionaire CEO, she loses everything, everything she had. She lost, she gave away her entire fortune. And guess what she does next? Flips burgers. She starts scamming, (laughs) scamming her other rich friends for money. (laughs) Okay. She became the perpetrator at that point. Crazy. And it's just nuts that um, what a con artist could do to you, because that's that's the the genius behind a con artist is that they don't actually do the crime; they let you willingly do it for them. Yeah. And she got into a lot of trouble, and but you know now they're making a movie out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just having this memory now of one of the episodes I listened to uh, with you guys when you were explaining like old expressions and how they how they came about. You know, the, oh yeah, the, yeah, the cat, cool. the cat out of the bag. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty cool. Um, and that was a a, a con, right? So, um, yeah. let's talk yeah. about that real quick, right? So, yeah, the cat out of the bag. Um, I think it was a uh, pig in a poke. Yeah, pig in a poke another was another one. Yep, that's right. Yep. Well, and they're related those two because yep. back in the day, you know, pigs were hard to come by, and so they, if you were going to sell a pig, you would put it in a poke. A poke is a bag, right? And, you know, you would exchange money and you would get your little piglet, right? Well, scammers would put rocks and stuff in the bag instead of a pig. Mm -hmm. And that didn't work. So they would put cats in a bag so that it it appeared that there was like some sort of animal in the bag. But when you got home, the cat got out of the bag. That's where you get the expression, the cat is out of the bag. You know, you've been... You've been duped. You've been duped. Exposed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I mean, that, that story in itself is, is lore at this point. Like who right. knows how accurate that is. Cause cats meow and right. pigs right. point, <laughs> you know, like I, I would find it hard to believe that you couldn't tell that there was a meowing cat right. in a bag, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's a good story. It's good for cocktail yeah. parties. <laughs> it's a good story. Great story. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, it, as an investigator, <clears throat> Yeah, you know, we do get contacted people that have been scammed or, or, you know, they're victims of these things. And it's so hard to do the investigative work. Cause where do you begin? You know, it's like, these are professional criminals. These are folks that they know what they're doing and mm-hmm. um, you know, tracking them down is, is not easy. Um, it's not impossible, but it's definitely, it's not easy. And um, you know, the expectations of, somebody when they're hiring a, a PI is like, Oh, this guy, he'll find it. He'll solve it because that's what they do oh, on yeah. TV. You know, like, <laughs> you, know, you know, watch law and order and within an hour, they've got everything figured out. Right. So there's that expectation, you know, that, um, you know, you're going to get justice for them, um, which is always a challenge because it, it doesn't really work out that way. And then, you know, usually, you know, they're taken for money. So the one thing they don't have is money to pay you to do what needs to get done. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, and that's the, like we said, the elderly one is a, a classic example where they just, look, the warning signs of any, if you meet somebody online, a con artist, a cult leader, any anybody that's manipulative and, uh, you know, a psychopath will shower you with love and attention. And yeah. that feels good. When sure. you're on the receiving end of that, that feels really good. If you're getting messages from this person who thinks that they adore you and they want to listen to you and they, oh, this, this person really gets me, you know, but you right. haven't really physically met this person. It's just right. online. It's hard to suppress those emotions because we all want to be loved, you mm-hmm. know? So that's number one. 
if if you meet somebody online and you haven't met them in person and and it goes on for a long time and they're always coming up with excuses why they can't meet you and another talk tell sign that you should watch out for is when they come up with these complicated scenarios you know where where they they create this this impossible re reality where you get so wrapped up and tangled up into it and and the end result is that they want to wire you money or you wire them money in some capacity that's another red flag you should yeah. probably stay away from that yeah. but yeah i mean there's a lot of signs that that we as um you know, that we should watch out for our parents. Like we need to make sure that our parents aren't falling for these things. Yeah. I had a, a, an instance that I worked on of uh, maybe it was about a year and a half, two years. It was probably about two years. I think it was pre COVID um, where it was um, a relative uh, of my client um, was in Puerto Rico and uh, living, their parents lived in Puerto Rico. Um, so my client was here in the United States um, their parents were in Puerto Rico and a scammer had called up uh, the, the mother and said, we have your son kidnapped. You need to go to the bank and, and transfer $2,500 to this, this bank account today where you're never going to see your son again. And she freaked out. And, you know, this is an elderly person. So what does she do? She goes to the bank, 25 grand, transfers over, you know, gets a call from the son later today, later in the day, like, Hey, uh, you know, Hey mom, you know, Hey, what's going on? What do you mean? What's going on? Are you okay? Like, what's this and that, you know, and it's one of these don't go to the police or they're dead, you know? And it's like, things are happening like so quickly. You've got two hours to comply, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, it's done. Yes. Anytime somebody puts you in a state of urgency where they are trying to suppress your, your rational thinking, you know, mm -hmm. that's a, a good sign too. never make an impulse decision. Always say, I have to think about it. I, sure. You know, buy yourself some time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, it's like, how do you start investigating that? Right? Cause they had come to me, Hey, this scam happened. You know, it's like, can you help me put it back together? Okay. Uh, first of all, you know, I don't have access to the banks in Puerto Rico really, but you know, I would start with wire transfer numbers. Like, you know, see if you can start, uh, you know, looking in those directions, but really, you know, like, are, do you want to spend money on this or, or not? And just like 2,500 is 2,500. It's a lot of money, but it's not the end of the world either. What do you want to do? You know? And I think the other thing that con men and women do is they, they do those small amounts because it's just, it gets to the point where it's just, it's a hindrance to even go further. And even law enforcement is like, yeah, not enough for us to even take a look at this. Right. right. But if you can do that 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 times, you know, it turns out being a lot of money, right? And that's a big payday. Yeah, you see that stuff happen. There was one I had years ago. I got contacted from somebody who, they got taken for about $400,000 uh, by a con man uh, that was uh, uh, in Toronto, which was weird. And, um, you know, they had asked me, how do we go about doing all this stuff? And I, you know, I explained to them, we're going to need a forensic accountant. We're going to, you know, like this is going to, I can put this all together for you. It's not my specialty. You know, it's better to know the guy than be the guy often. Right. So I can get the ball rolling here and put you in with the right people, but understand that it's going to take that financial commitment, uh, to, uh, to do this. And, um, you know, it was, uh, it was very interesting. You know, I just thought about another one too. And this was, uh, this was really interesting because this was probably about, a year ago, it was about a year ago. So an attorney I do business with <clears throat> had signed up a case where somebody was injured 
um, at a hotel or, or something like that. I think it was a, it was a hotel, uh, or a commercial building. They were injured and the value of the case was probably about 75,000 to hundred thousand. And uh, he signed the case up. The guy lived in, in Toronto, what was visiting in like, uh, I guess he was injured in New York or, and that's why he hired my, my client. So <clears throat> he hires, we, they, they, we do a little bit of investigative work We're we're in the process of the investigative work where the guy calls back and says, Hey, the insurance company is, is offering settlement. They're going to give us $75,000, you know, to take it. And I want to take the settlement. The attorney's like, fine. So like he ends up getting a check, you know, cause the way it works with the attorneys is they get the check from the insurance company. They put it into the, um, retainer, uh, or I'm sorry, the, um, into their, um, account, right. Their, um, the county attorneys need to need to have, and then the the attorney writes the check to the client after the check is cleared, right? So they have this operating account, and then they have this this other account for the, the settlements and all that. So things were starting to look a little bit fishy, because um, like, why would they settle? Like, how's this all? You know, like it was just weird. And uh, they send a check over. And he goes to put the check in the account and he's like, this check doesn't look right. <laughs> like there's something wrong yeah. here. And mind you, this other guy's calling saying, I, I don't want to wait for it to clear. Like, give me the money. Like, it's not a lot of money. I need it. Let's, let's go. Blah, blah, blah. Like he's pressuring him. Right. So you get that pressure point going in. So sure enough, like we started doing some research on the insurance company that wrote that check allegedly, you know, uh, and it doesn't, didn't exist. <laughs> the yeah. short answer yeah, is after all, say, all the work we did, it was, it was good bogus. Like the whole thing was bogus. And uh, it's like, wow, these scams are getting, they're getting interesting now, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm working on two cases. One, it's not a ro romance scam, but it is definitely, it's more of a stalking mm -hmm. situation that's happening right now. And it's really hard to track down stalkers, especially yeah. when they're using, burner numbers and, and stuff like that. And then the other one that I'm working on right now that um, it, it was a, a case where a listener called me and said that uh, her mother-in-law was, you know, invited this, started dating this guy, they moved in together and she had some sort of illness like Parkinson's or whatever, but she rapidly deteriorated and died and he was in on the will. And then, now he's living with the the lady, you know, his girlfriend's mother. So like grandma now is mm. living with this guy. Right. And the, the family suspects that he's trying to rip off grandma too. And they're telling grandma, hey, this guy is a fraud. And, you know, he, he just moves on from woman to woman. Yeah. And so looking into that, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I do get a lot of the romance uh, scam calls from people that have, uh, their relative, their their parents, you know, maybe the ones widowed. A lot of times, it's either widowed or divorced. Where there's this new younger person in their life, oh. <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, or or a new man in the life, you know, uh, right. you know, of of mom, right? And uh, you know, I want to do a background check on on this guy to make sure because something seems like it's it's off a bit and then you start looking into it and you, you see all these like <laughs> larceny convictions and stuff yep. you know or drug related stuff that that happened a few times and you know it, you go back and you give that information to the client and now they have to go give it to their their parent you know and it's yeah. it's a tough pill to swallow you know yeah your mom or dad thinks this is you know they've got a second chance 
at, at love. uh yeah at love uh, towards the end of their life and it's just it's all built on a house of cards right it's uh yeah no that's crazy cool. i bet you do see that a lot yeah as a private investigator yeah we get we get those i try not that's to that's probably the number yeah. one story that comes to me from listeners you know like it's yeah. some sort of romance game yeah yeah, I try not to take those jobs, honestly, because I just don't like them. You know, right. uh, I'll, I'll entertain a phone call and I'll try and point somebody in the right direction on it. But but actually doing the work, I don't like doing it because it, it usually doesn't turn out the way they want it to turn out, you know. Right. And, um, you know, I don't want to see them yeah, after they've been taken for money, you know, now put out more money. And, yeah, we'll investigate it. We'll, we'll follow all the leads we can. But, you know, the reality is, you're probably not going to get the answer that you hope to get, right? Right. Or even when you do get the answer that you you hope to get, is law enforcement going to be willing to prosecute? Because a lot of times they don't. It's not big enough for them. They don't. That you know, they don't. They want to be involved because there's just not enough of a a payday there. So it's yep. uh, very interesting stuff. Um. So I don't know. You got you got any more? Anything else to, that that pops out? I'm trying to think of other romance scams that that I've gotten that are unusual. I would say that the 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 one with the Wendy's CEO that one's crazy. If you ever yeah. get, get a chance to listen to that one, um, it's called I forget what I called it, but that one's just nuts. But you know that's the thing. Like you were saying, it it, it they're so frequent and yeah. and it's so out there that after a while you hear so many of these stories and they all start sounding the same. And so, but I, I do think that it's because there's so many out there. I think it's important to pay attention to it. Yeah. Well, I, I do have one, actually. I pulled this one, this one I pulled from the FBI's website. I had never heard of this story, but there's this 81 year old lady named Glenda and she met the love of her life online, you know, classic. And she's a U.S. citizen her her lover was from Nigeria. I guess you know where this story is going. Right. <laughs> and and uh, he asked uh, for her to help him out with his business so that he could leave Nigeria. Of course. And he would send her these cell phones and she would pawn them and send him the money. Well, eventually she opened up a personal and a business account for him and he would send her these checks and she would deposit them into these accounts. And basically what she was just doing was she was a money mule. <laughs> she was guys. laundering. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And um, basically the authorities showed up at her doorstep and told her to stop. Right. And she didn't. And now she pled guilty to two federal felonies because she's, I don't know, man. I mean, yeah. You know, part of me is like, come on, this doesn't make sense. Like everyone listening to this right now is like saying, no, yeah, it's don't obvious, do it. right? <laughs> <laughs> but she kept doing it. Yeah. And, I, and we all had elderly parents, grandparents, you know, the people that are struggling maybe with dementia and you just, it's, it's so easy to victim blame, yeah. but, but, it, but it's not, you don't know until you're in it, you yeah. know, no, how convincing and, and these people could be. You know, it, it, you go and you look at social media, you look at the TikToks and the Instagrams and even the Facebooks to, to a point with the whole thing of filters and just this false reality of, of mm -hmm. creating, you know, this persona of somebody you're not. It's so easy. And uh, I, I, we're, we're going to wind down with this last story here because I think it's hilarious. And it, right. it's somebody in that world um, doing those kinds of things that is so committed to the con, you just got to tip your hat to how committed they are. So I had this situation earlier in the year 
where there was this woman that was going out and soliciting people, you know, online for whatever, you know, uh, romantic scam, you name it. This is what was going to happen. So it, it comes across my desk, right? And I'm, I'm taking a look at this thing and I'm like, okay, well, let's look into this person. And you start looking into this person and you find out that they basically are lazy and they, they took the persona of somebody who was like an internet celebrity who had like a lot of followers. Right. And it, it was a, uh, one of these, I, I forget the name of it, but it was one of these ladies who was, who was a little bit older, but she dressed like really sexy. Like she'd wear like lingerie and things like that. So it's like, she was obviously targeting, you know, the 50, 60, 70 year old guys that are like, Oh wow. Vroom, right. Look at that. I'm still getting into it. Right. So, um, so this person basically scraped the images of, of that person. Right. And like, you name it. And it was like, they had images of this person drinking coffee. Like how, how I know it, it, you are who you say you are. Well, how about if I pour myself a cup of coffee? Sure. Show me a picture of you drinking coffee now. Great. And there they are with the picture of coffee, right? <laughs> it's like, they got them all lined up this and that. Right. So this is the, where I talk about the commitment to the con. Right. So I get to the point where I was just like, I'm going to call this person out. Listen, I'm a private investigator. I've done my due diligence and it's obvious that you're, you know, you're taking images from this person. Like you need to leave this other person alone. Right. We've, we got you. You're dead to rights. You're done. Right. And you know what this person says to me? Oh, that celebrity is impersonating me. I have like uh, criminal charges against that person for stealing my persona. So I was like, okay, the person who's been verified by Instagram, whatever, that has the green check or whatever, like they're the ones that are false and you're the ones that's true. Right. You don't understand. They have been dealing this for years. It's the worst. Like, you know, they, they've completely ruined my life because they've taken my, uh, my identity. <laughs> like, like they start playing this victim thing. And I'm just like, wow, that's a commitment to the con. Got to yeah, respect that. Even when they get, they're so brazen because the thing is that there is no downside for them to keep trying. You know what I mean? Like right. Eventually, it, somebody falls for it. Yeah. Even, I mean, a little sad story like that, you could have been like, oh, man, you, you might have fallen for it. Yeah. I, I'm in the middle of this thing, this investigation where it's happening in real time and it's a stalker story. And I don't even know who the bad guy is at this point, <laughs> you know, because it's just the way things are i mean you have this mysterious stalker coming after this victim and i i believe the victim like i personally believe the victim but then a little voice in the back of your head is telling me am i being played exactly okay, right so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we just blame michael Bissell. it's all michael's fault so. yeah. well i think that's he's responsible for making me a very paranoid. there you go <laughs> thanks mike <laughs> yeah all right cool so how do folks get a hold of you if they have any uh questions for you well on instagram and twitter and facebook i'm at, at pretend pod or you could go to my website pretendradio.org or just type in pretend on any podcast app and you'll find me and my other podcast is criminal conduct and we're about yeah. to launch season three probably around the same time this episode comes out great and it's i'm interviewing a, a serial killer Right. down in panama he called me on new year's day out of the blue and so Crazy. there you are there you go. that's uh that's interesting i guess he's a uh, no no extradition <laughs> he's, he's no, on the run no. 
Oh, we'll find out. There you go. That's awesome. Uh, Javier, thank you so much for coming on. This is, uh, it's, it's been great to chat with you and just kind of spitball, uh, uh, about this topic. Um, you yeah. know, it, it's interesting to see your perspective and, and then a perspective of, of the investigator. And, uh, I hope everybody has a great Valentine's day. Uh, I hope you don't overpay for your flowers today. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, hopefully you're not scrambling to buy your gift today. You've, you've done, uh, some proactive work. And yeah, go to Costco. They have to do something. Great deal. <laughs> do yeah, something. Yeah. There's some guy in the street that's probably selling a bear for like a, a seventy-five dollars. So go, go, go buy one. Buy uh, an orchid. Yeah. There you go. Be it'll different. La it'll last longer. Yeah. But uh, thank you so much again for coming on. Thank you everyone for tuning in, and we'll catch everybody next week on the next show. A special thank you for Javier for coming on and talking about this fun topic. Make sure you check out his Pretend podcast. It's a great listen. We also want to thank Crosstrack, ScopeNow, PI Institute of Education, CGA, and NCISS for sponsoring the show. So please support our great supporters and register for that free town hall meeting. Now, have you thought about joining Investigators Toolbox yet? Now's the time to do so. Get on board and join the fastest growing digital community for investigative professionals. Use code PIP201836 to save 10% on membership. If you have a question or a comment about the show, email Matt at MatthewS at SatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We want your feedback to bring you the best shows possible. And we'll be back next week with a new show, so make sure you tune in and stay safe out there. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs>